book of Ephesians in the uh, New Testament, and the sixth chapter. I don't always talk about uh, mother for the message on Mother's Day, endeavor to pray and be led about it, or about father on Father's Day. We acknowledge, we give thanks, but that doesn't automatically mean that the whole message is about that. But today I am, because I feel impressed too. And uh, Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and the first verse tells us, Ephesians 6 and 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. Is this New Testament? It's also Old Testament. It's both. And it is the living Word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but, but this won't. This is true, and it's right, and it works forever. There are two things mentioned here, obeying and honoring. The obeying only applies as long as you're children. He didn't tell you that you had to obey your mother and father your entire life. Uh-oh, did I lose somebody? Children, obey your parents. Obey. But then the other part, honor your father and mother, that's forever. I said, that's forever. And it is based on, it's supposed to be based on, the Word of God, not other things. Now, I'll explain that as we go. The Lord revealed this as one of the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are important. Don't think because they're in the Old Testament that they don't matter and don't have to think about any of that anymore. They are forever settled truth and what is good and what is right. And they are fulfilled when you walk in faith and love and led by the Spirit you will do everything that's written in the Ten Commandments. Plus, if you break the Ten Commandments claiming you're led by the Spirit, you're lying. So there's no contradiction there. But uh, in Exodus uh, 20, verse 12 In the Ten Commandments, he said, Honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God gives you. Deuteronomy 5 repeated it. Deuteronomy 5 and 16, they'll put it on the screen for us. It says, Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be prolonged. And that it may go well with you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. 
And that's what Ephesians is quoting in the New Testament. So obviously it applies just as much as it ever did. It, it works. It's truth. What, what did he say? Honor your father and mother that it may be, may go well with you. And that you may live long. Long lived is another way to, inter- uh, to translate that. That you may be long lived, long lived. Anybody want to live a long time? Oh, yes. Yes. Anybody want things to go good? Yes. Go well for you? Yes. Well, can we ignore this and expect to get the benefits? No. Oh, it got too quiet on that one, didn't it? No. Well, you can't. Uh, what does it mean to honor father and mother? The word honor means uh, to to esteem, to prize, to value. It's honor and love overlap. To honor something, that's why we got these words over our uh, platform here. Because the Lord said, those who honor me, I will honor. That verse goes on to say, those that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Did you hear the word esteem? See, that's the word we get our word estimation from, which is how you value something, what it's worth. So to to honor something means you, you see it, you talk about it, and you treat it like it's important. Y'all with me, guys? To honor something. And, and this is something the devil absolutely hates. He is the most disrespectful, rebellious, demeaning, debasing, slandering being we know anything about. And that's why the world is full of disrespect. Because the devil is the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4.4 says so. The devil is the God of this world. And so we see so much of his influence everywhere. We see people get in the face of elders and parents. Cuss them out. Slap them. Knock them down. Steal from them. Do the same thing with their teachers. With their coaches. With the police. No respect for anybody. That's the devil. That's straight from the devil. And if you do that, it will not go well with you. And you won't live long on the earth. The Bible says bloody and deceptive, deceitful men won't live out half their days. Your life can be cut short in half by living defiantly, rebelliously, lawlessly, disrespectfully, dishonestly, it can cost you half your life on earth. There's not a set moment and day and time when you are predestined to die. It's appointed unto men one time, once, to die. 
But not a specific day and hour. I said, why do you say that? Well, study it for yourself in the scripture. You'll find, for instance, the book of Proverbs. There are several scriptures that talk about you do certain things, it will add years to your life. You do other things, it will shorten your days. So there are ways that you live that will actually cause you to live longer. And there are ways you live that will actually cause you to live uh, less and shorter. That should be obvious. You go out and get too crazy, you're liable to die young. Is that right? Just do stupid stuff and not believe God, not listen to anybody. Well, we see it all the time. But part of uh, being in a place where God can favor you, cause things to go good for you, and then cause you to just keep living and keep getting older and keep going on and on is connected to honor. And the first place we're supposed to learn it is as small children. Is that right? At home, at the house. You're supposed to learn to show respect for mama. Show respect for daddy. Is that right? And if you learn it there, you'll take it to school. Is that right? You'll take it to school. I was so blessed a while back when we heard from some of the teachers in the public school system uh, at our churches. uh, They were bragging on your kids. Talking about how respectful they were. And how they appreciated it. And how, man, that just, that made me beam. I thought, glory to God. That, something's happening here. And it really stands out against the contrast of all this disrespect that you see. And so, uh, uh, there's so much to learn about honor. The Lord told us, honor your father and mother. He didn't say, if you think they deserve it. Is everybody awake? If they've been a good mama. Or if they've been a good enough daddy. He didn't say that. You know why you honor mother and father? Because God told you to. Are y'all listening? It's not based on them. Oh, did I lose somebody? I lost somebody. It's not based on them. What they did or what they didn't do. You know, the problem with mamas and daddies, they're like you. <laughs> they're human. They, they don't know everything. They, they've made mistakes. And before you get all worked up about it, have you done any better? You had not even got to that part of your life yet? We don't need to be talking. Show us something different. Demonstrate it. It's a lot easier to judge than it is to do better. No, and the longer I live, you know, when I, uh, growing up, we grew up in the deep south, and we weren't rich, but you know, most people aren't rich, right? And, uh, and of course, when everybody around you is at the same place, you don't know, right? You don't know, but uh, man, the more, the older I get, and the more I travel the world, and the more things I see, I am so thankful for my 
my little country upbringing had a daddy and a mama that actually stayed together. That's something to thank God for. And a mom and daddy that loved us, worked, held down jobs, sometimes multiple jobs, and then worked when they got home. And they didn't let us lay around and goof off all day. We had jobs. And it helped us. Oh, we groaned about it back then. Not in front of them. Right, no way. <laughs> <laughs> we learned something. Uh, I, I did it one time I, in, the, in the summer uh, well, off school. I said, Mama, I'm bored. Oh, man, I never said that again. Oh, wow. She had, to mo- had me move an old rock chimney a quarter mile away reposition it to the barn and make her a new flower bed. I thought, whoa, man, I will never say that again. <laughs> she took in another quarter acre of yard that I had to mow with a mower that's about that wide. Man, anybody remember those little mowers? Oh, yeah. It seemed like by the time you got back around, the grass had grown back up on this <laughs> side. <laughs> but it didn't hurt us boys to work. You're supposed to. But we were, I remember one time... Uh, we didn't know my, my dad's uh, brother, my, would have been my uncle, and his family. Uh, they lived uh, far away, and, and we didn't really know them. And now we'd go to Grandma's house every Sunday uh, after church for, uh, we called it, uh, what did we call it? Dinner in the middle of the day. Right, right. The evening meal we called supper. Right. <laughs> but uh, anyway... Uh, they, they came, and, and looking back now, what a great time that was. My grandmother never sat down. She's always pulling something else out to eat. Always, here, try a bite of this. Right. You know, you're full 30 minutes ago. Nah, try. You're, you got to try some of this. <laughs> Another mama. Thank God. In fact, we stayed at, at, at we called them Papa and Mama. We stayed at their house after school when we were little boys because Mom Worked a full-time job, and Dad did too. And, um, man, we'd get off the uh, school bus on the, on the old dirt road, and I could smell tea cakes when I got off the bus. And I don't mean, it didn't come out of no microwave. Wasn't there, wasn't no microwave. I mean, everything started with a skillet or a baked pan and flour and, oh, man, I'm making people hungry right now. They're going, hey, hey. <laughs> Where can I find me some homemade uh, uh, tea cakes, a rice pudding? Anybody ever had a rice, good southern rice pudding? Oh, man. Blackberry cobbler? Woo! Chicken and dumplings. Made from scratch. Took half a day. And my, my grandma be over the big pot and cooking, you know, for hours. And she'd go... Mm-mm. That is good if I did make it myself. <laughs> and she wasn't lying. Mamas. Mamas. But we were at, uh, at Grandma's table, and the, my uncle came, and he had uh, three little kids. And they, they you know, they, uh, my grandparents were serving the food, and my mom was doing some things. And, and one of them said, Ew, I, I won't eat this. My brother and I looked at each other. We thought, oh, 
they they about to get it, man. We we thought, what? You you don't see that at the table? <laughs> and uh, we were even more shocked when nothing happened. Not even reproof. The, the mama swooped in and said, oh, that's all right, baby. Yeah, I don't like it either. We thought, what? You, you at mama's table. You do, What? We didn't say a word. We just looked at each other like, ooh. Why, why is that a deal? Why do I, I still remember it? Thank God we were taught some respect. Oh, it has served me well. It has helped me so much through my entire life. And you feel sorry for kids growing up. They don't know it and don't know that they don't know it. They don't realize how ignorant they are of these things. And they have no clue what it's going to cost them. It'll cost them being called for teams. It'll be cost them being used. It'll cost them somebody hiring them for a job they want. It'll cost them with friends because even though they may be graced and talented, people won't put up with their attitude. They won't put up with their disrespect. Are y'all okay? I'm still talking about mama. Is there this beautiful lady over here that calls me husband? Met her in high school. We were out on a field trip going to the zoo. <laughs> Happened to be on the same bus. I don't guess she had, you hadn't noticed me at all. <laughs> I noticed her. <laughs> Whoo! What a standout. Beautiful. And, uh, she noticed me on the bus when I stood up, took off my jean jacket that was pressed like Mama did, told me. And instead of wadding it up and throw it in the corner, I folded it like Mama showed me. Come on, y'all listen or not? Like Mama showed, folded it, draped it across the back, straightened my, my stuff and sat back down. She saw me, put it across my lap, and she saw me and thought I was worth maybe getting to know. <laughs> Woo! Somebody say, thank you, Mama. <laughs> thank you, Mama. I mean, we, we didn't have much money, but man... I mean, it, it. you did not go out of the house wrinkled. And I don't care if you only had one pair. It was clean. It was iron. It was starched. Had a crease. Come on, y'all with me? And, and you, had, you had to carry yourself right. You had to say, yes, sir. Uh, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And you need to know when to be quiet. Right? And at the big family reunions... They had the big people table and the little people table. Is that right? And you had to learn to go over there and sit with the kids and not interrupt and be quiet. You didn't holler about, ew, I'm not going to eat this. Well, you're about to eat twice of it. And then you're going to be in trouble when you get home. 
And his daddy said, don't make me stop this car. Yeah. <laughs> or if mama said, am I going to have to tell your daddy when he gets home? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. And people today think that's abusive. That's how ignorant the world is. And how far from the word ago. We're not talking about abusing kids. We're not talking about harming kids. We're talking about causing them to know, teaching them what God intended them to know. There are things that are valuable. There are things you esteem. And there are ways that you show respect. And spiritually, one of the greatest things you can do for your kids and grandkids is show them how to go to church, how to tithe, how to support the gospel, how to pray, how to put the Word of God first place. Is that right? You can't just say, well, you know, y'all go and that's fine with me if y'all go. No, because what will happen is kids, they'll do what you tell them to do, what they have to do until they get old enough and then they will do what you do. The example you set. Because if it wasn't important enough for you to actually do it, that's telling them more than your words. Your actions are speaking louder than the words. And I have some precious memories of my my mother, my grandmother, who, like I said, was a mother to me. I think I've told you about this. uh, My grandmother, secretary and treasurer of the Cherry Chapel Pentecostal Church. Never cut her hair. Wonderful woman. You know, just, just a beautiful soul. You ever heard people say they, they never talked bad about anybody? Yeah. She actually was that kind of person. I mean, some of the roughest things I ever heard her say was, hmm. <laughs> and my granddad was, ooh, he, he wasn't a believer. And sometimes she'd say, those more boys. Mm, well, I'm a more boy. It's my last name. Huh? She she told Phyllis one time, those more boys. What'd she say? Those more boys? <laughs> yeah, you can't pay those more boys any attention. Just let's go shopping. <laughs> but when I was two, I mean, I must have had a... a, a you know, short. I didn't have a shirt on. She was holding me in her arms. So I had to be tiny. One of my first memories, out by their great big giant pear tree, she was holding, my grandmother's holding me in, in her arms. And she, uh, she, and uh, back then, you know, the South was really segregated in, in her youth. And uh, they were having outdoor meetings with... Uh, light-skinned people, dark-skinned people, Native American people, all in the same place, getting filled with the Spirit and getting baptized in the pond. She got filled with the Spirit, spoke in tongues in the cotton field, picking cotton. My grandmother did. And uh, she's holding me in her arms, and we were eating pears. It was the peak of pear season. I remember to this day. I had pear juice all over me. And man, was I enjoying it. You know, you you got fruit, and then you got fruit that stayed on the tree until it was perfect. And that's what I'm eating. This tree was massive. And, uh, of course, you know, I'm about this big, so it would look big. And and my grandmother said, you know, uh, uh, 
You enjoying those pears, baby? And I'm going, hmm. And she said, uh, God is sweeter than these pears. So I remember it to this day. And then one time she took me out. My dad had a prize Hereford bull. My granddad had a prize Hereford bull. And to me, he looked like a dinosaur. And But he was a pet. And I put my little hand, I remember it to this day, I put my little hand in the middle of his curly forehead. There's Herefords had that white. And his head was huge, you know. And he, they raised him from a calf. And so he'd come up behind you and want something to eat. And he'd push you and knock you into the, the fence. And, and I'm looking at him. And Grandma said, uh, his name was Tom. I said, Tom's big. And I said, ooh, Tom's big. She said, God's bigger than Tom. I thought, God's going to be big. Is that right? Because if he's bigger than Tom, everybody say mamas, mamas. See, God intended that qualities of God uh, express through the feminine vessel of a mother teach you about him. He, he talks about God himself says, I'll comfort you. Like a mother comforts her nursing child. He even said, you know, a nursing mother, can she forget her baby that she's nursing? And he said, that's doubtful. He said, even if that happens, I won't forget you. His comfort, his grace, and he portrays and exhibits other characteristics through fathers of himself. Through both fathers and mothers, we see across the spectrum. Of God's ways and his care and his love. My mother, Doris, uh, she, uh, uh, I remember more than once as a young boy, eight years old, nine years old, ten. We lived in a little house, uh, three-room three house, not three-bedroom, three-room. And so their bedroom is just right there. And our bedroom is right here. And sometimes in the nighttime, I'd wake up and I didn't realize what what woke me up. And it's my mother praying in tongues. And and it wasn't just the noise that woke me up. It was the presence of God. Oh, man, you never forget that. Sticks with you. I mean, the anointing, the, the Holy Spirit was manifesting in my room. And I could hear her Praying, praying. I guess she prayed for hours in tongues. And uh, it's affected me to this day. Can you say glory to God? Glory to God. Oh, somebody say thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Whew. Look with me in the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms, and we'll look at the uh, 139th Psalm. what, What happens in motherhood is astounding. We're used to it. We see it all around us. It's happened with every one of us. But it doesn't make it any less of a miracle. The word mother, uh, one of the literal meanings of it is parting. P-A-R-T, parting. You might say, well, what's that got to do with that? Our mothers are our portals 
into this existence, into this life. And birth is the point of parting. And what happens in conception and development in the womb and birth and then in the nurturing and care after that for years? It's nothing short of astounding. I mean, you can take it for granted. You and, I, and if there were problems and imperfections, you can focus on that instead of the other. But somebody helped you get here. And you want to be thankful for that. Is that right? And somebody nursed you, fed you, checked if you were too cold or, or too hot or on and on and on. And uh, somebody had to do that for you. You couldn't do it for yourself. And whether it was the mother that, that birthed you or, or, or a grandma or a spiritual mom or somebody else that was a mother to you, you want to thank God forever for that. And you want to value that. Because you couldn't do what you do now if you had never been conceived, if you had died in the womb, if you had died in birth, if you had died from lack of care after you were born, if somebody never even checked on you or didn't take care of you. That's happened too many times. It's not to be taken for granted that you were cared for, especially that you were loved. Right? That you were loved. Somebody lift a hand and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When I say mother, I'm talking about grandmothers. Whoever was a mother to you, loved you, cared for you. Man, my my mom, she worked a full, I mean, when I say full-time job, it was more than eight hours. And, and, and back in those days, we'd, in that part of the country, we didn't have a lot of good places to work. And so it was low pay and hard work and low hours. And then uh, did most of the cooking and most of the cleaning and everything. Uh, listen to me, uh, children and young people. Your mother is not your maid. I don't know if you heard that or not. Did you, did you hear that? Your mother is not your maid. And moms, you, you should not do everything for them. They, they should, uh, part of you honoring your mother is cleaning your room. Yes. Helping with the cooking. Helping with the cleaning. Doing the vacuuming. Oh, I must have lost somebody. Huh? See, talk is cheap when there's nothing to back it up. Huh? No, you, you, your mother is not your maid. Pick up your dishes. Take them to the sink. Wash them yourself. What a, what a thought. Or clean them up, put them in the dishwasher, whatever, whatever you do. Pick up your dirty clothes. Pick up your dirty clothes. Pick up your dirty, stinky clothes. Pick, pick them up. Learn how to put on a load to wash. It ain't that hard to put them out of the washer. Put them in the dryer. Ain't that hard. Twist the knob. Bingo, zingo. You're doing the laundry. Is that right? Yes. I want everybody to say, my mother, my mother is not my maid. Not my maid. 
And part of honoring her is that, especially as you get older, you, uh, you, you take care of things. You, uh, you, you wash her car. Wash her car. Is that right? Go pick up stuff for her. Help her. Help her with the time. Help her with the schedule. Right? Show respect. Treat people like they're valuable. Like they're important. And that's not based on them deserving it or earning it. Because they did everything right. Even if you think they haven't been that good of a mother or father. That's beside the point. God told you to honor them. And honor. You can honor the place. When you can't honor everything the person has said or done. I don't know if you heard that or not. You can honor the place they have because you could have been born to anybody else, somebody else in another time, in another place in the world. But you were born uh, to them in that place and in this time. And so you want to acknowledge it and you want to thank God for it. What's the results? Come on, help me out. Back to our text. What's the results? It'll go well. Anybody like that part? It will go well with you. And you will live long. You will live long. See, you can't just be disrespectful and make confessions about living long and have longevity. There are other components to it. This is a a big one. Psalm 139 describes some of the miracle of conception and uh, the the babe in the womb and birth. Psalm 139.13, he said, For you created my inmost being. I'm reading the NIV. And you you knit me together in my mother's womb to this very day. Scientists and researchers do not know, like Ecclesiastes says, how the babe forms in the womb. Oh, yeah, they can follow it from step to step, but they don't know what causes it to go from step one to two and how and the cellular development and all that. It's miraculous. It is astounding, amazing. He said, I praise you. Because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. He's talking about uh, his self. You are the work of God. And that my soul knows right well or full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. And all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Amazing. He truly sees the end from the beginning. From before conception to after death, he saw you. He knew you. And it was his hand that was on you. Uh, The Bible said to Psalm 22 and 9, Psalm 22 and 9, you are he that took me out of the womb. You made me to hope when I was upon my mother's breasts. See, especially 
with a believing mom or a believing grandma. Uh, an infant who's not old enough to understand anything. A nursing infant is sensing the presence of God. Even when in the womb. Do you remember John the Baptist? He was filled with the Holy Spirit before he was born. Huh? Before he was born. There's a whole thing there. The unborn are influenced spiritually, good and bad. Thank God for the good. I said, thank God for the good. Uh, Psalm 71, 6 says, from birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. Just do it right now. Lift up your hand and say, thank you, Lord. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, somebody say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Something else we we want to acknowledge is our spiritual fathers and mothers. These are just as important, vitally important. The Spirit of God said that Paul said this in his writings. Uh, he said this about it in, in Romans sixteen thirteen. Every phrase is important in the Word of God. It's, this is not just a high and a by. He said, salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. He's saying, Rufus, mama, is a mama to me too. You can have more than one mama. More than one daddy. Uh, as far as spiritual, natural. And uh, the Paul said this in 1 Thessalonians 2, 7. He said, we were gentle among you as a nurse cherishes her children. Being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted to you, not just the gospel, but our own souls. Because you were dear to us. This is true spiritual father and mother. Not just somebody that teaches you, but somebody that cares about you. And is willing to sacrifice for you. To get to you what you need. In uh, 1 Corinthians 4.15. He said though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ. Yet you don't have many fathers. Because in Christ Jesus. I have begotten you. Through the gospel. He's the one that preached to them. When they believed and got saved. And then they came up under his ministry. He went on to say the next verse. So be followers of me. You know Jesus when he was on the cross. And his mother was standing there. They were watching him as he hung on the cross. And, and John was also there. And at one point, in the midst of this, Jesus looks down and speaks to his mother. And says, Mother, there's your son. Talking about John. And then he looked at John and said, John, there's your mother. And from that day forward, John took Jesus' mom to stay with him, live with him, and he took care of her. What an example of showing honor to your parents. 
Now that doesn't mean he always obeyed her. Now when he was a child, he did. You remember when he was 12 years old? And he left the group. And was at the temple and they looked for him for a while, days. <laughs> and finally she found him and said, boy, you know, what could you do this to us? And, and he said, didn't you know? Basically where I would be, didn't you know? I, I must be about my father's business. And so the, the next verse says, and he was subject to them. And went back home with them. What does that do? He listened to his mama. He's 12. I said he's 12. Children, obey your parents. But then later, when he's 30 plus years old, remember mom come to the door and said, tell him to come here and see me? And he didn't do it. Why? Because uh, his own brothers and them didn't believe in him. And they, they some, you put the different passages together, said they thought he was beside himself. He, he's gone off the deep end. And I don't know, maybe they're going to try to take him home. I don't know what's going on there. But he, he said, he looked around and he said, see all these folks here? These are my mothers and brothers and sisters, the ones that hear the word of God and do it. They do the will of God. So he didn't obey mama uh, when he was 30 years old, but he did honor her. Come on, can you see this or not? He did honor her and he did respect her. And even, can you imagine being on the cross, dying? And in the middle of that, you go, Mama, there's your son. He couldn't move his hand, so he's looking, Mother, there's your son. He's looking at John. John, son, there's your mother. Thinking about her. Taking care of her at this point. Should we follow his example? And that's not just based on Mary's performance in her life. Or what she merited or the respect. I believe she's a good woman. Don't misunderstand me. But it's not based on that. It was written centuries and centuries before. Commanded. One of the top ten commandments that came down. They heard the voice of God. He wrote it with his finger in stone. And it's interesting. It's the first commandment with a promise. What in other words? You do this and this will happen. Of the ten he's talking about. What? Put it back on the screen for us in closing. Ephesians. There's so much more but... Ephesians 6, honor your father and mother. Everybody say it out loud. Honor Honor. your father father and mother. mother. What does honor mean? Help me again. Huh? Value, esteem, prize is a word. Treat as important. See, we live in a world... Where nothing's important. Everything's no big deal. Whatever. Nobody dresses up for anything. Nobody makes a big deal out of anything. And that's because of lack of respect. There are, th- there are some things that are a big deal. You're supposed to make a big deal out of it. Church, y'all with me? 
extra effort, extra expense. You make a big deal out of it. Why? Because it's important. Why is it important? God said it's important. And that's all you need to know. If he said it's important, it's more important than you think. Honor, value, esteem, prize your father and mother. It's the first commandment with a promise. What's the promise? That it may be well with you. Somebody's going to call their mama today. Maybe do something else for it. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. It's just right. To do otherwise is to be ungrateful. It's to be unthankful. To act like you conceived yourself. Act like you carried yourself. Now, act like you fed yourself. Cleaned up after yourself. You didn't. You would not have made it this far. Without natural mothers and spiritual mothers. Spiritually, you wouldn't have made it as far as you are. Without spiritual mothers and fathers. Somebody say, thank God for the gifts of God in mothers and fathers. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Stand on your feet, everybody. Let's lift our hands. and.